Good morning, everyone. Welcome. We're glad that you're here this morning. It's uh, good to see you and, uh, this Sunday after Christmas, and we welcome you especially today. Uh, we, uh, we welcome Randy Suggs with us. He's going to be uh, doing some musical uh, specials with us this morning, so we're glad that you're here. And uh, Tina Belcher is filling in for Jika. We're glad that she's here, so thank you so much for, for that. And we welcome our guests today. You're very important to us. We're glad that you're here and uh, welcome you and hope that God's going to bless you in a very special way as, as God does with each of us on, uh, as we worship God together. Let me remind everyone of our attendance sheets on each row. We'd like to ask, if you would, to take those and fill them out so we could have a record of your attendance with us this morning. If you would do that, we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, just a few announcements, and these are announcements that have kind of been going on through the month of December. Uh, we still have some calendars and cards available, I think, over here for um, uh, for sale. These are, you know, I've been saying they make good stocking stuffers. I guess you could save them for next year, but the calendars will be out of date. <laughs> but the new year hasn't started yet, so you get, they're, they're still good, so you can uh, purchase some uh, cards and calendars, uh, and this is to uh, help out our children's ministry. And we are also still placing orders for our 20-year anniversary T-shirts. And you can see Nora for that or, or Mary Rye for that. I think there are some order sheets on the table here. Um, and you can get a short sleeve or a long sleeve shirt, and uh, I think that's going to be available for another week. Is that right? Another week. And uh, we are also still receiving a uh, happy birthday uh, Community Baptist Church birthday gift uh, in the form of a building fund uh, contribution. If you would like to do that, we're doing that through this Sunday, through the month of December, and we would, uh, we would welcome that from you. Other than that, I just hope that each and every one of you had a wondrous Christmas day and look forward to a great new year. Let us stand and let us greet one another in the name of the Lord.
responsive reading today is titled, Why We Sing. Please join me in the responsive reading. I believe music is God-given. Singing is an act of creation, of bringing into the world something that wasn't there before. It is a natural expression of our spirits. At the same time, it can be soothing, energizing, crying, laughing, angelic, or down on the dirt blues. Singing puts a song in our hearts that we can share. We sing to create an uplifting atmosphere for ourselves and others, to spell the bleak midwinter. We sing for the pure joy of it, for that spine tingling sensation when you know that you and your fellow singers have touched those who listen. There are feelings too complex to express in words that can somehow be conveyed through singing. Why do we sing? We sing because of the joy and camaraderie it brings into our lives. Music expands our world. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Restoreth my soul. Sing with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me. Psalm 98. I'll sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre. With the lyre, the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all the fills, all that fills it with the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands, let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Amen. 
stand and sing him number 113. First, second, and third verse. Children, come on down for Miss Sarah. My name is Miss Sarah. What's your name? Did everybody have a good Christmas? I bet you did. Anybody want to tell me what their favorite present was? What was your favorite present? A chocolate candy maker? Why didn't I get one of those? <laughs> Joe, what was yours? Football outfit. What team? Kentucky, of course. Anybody else want to tell me what their favorite present was? A big Olaf that lights up. I love Olaf. All right. Well, it sounds like everybody had a wonderful Christmas. 
I know that presents are probably maybe one of your favorite things about Christmas. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Chocolate. Chocolate, of course. <laughs> Number one, I love you people. You're right on my alley. Okay, well, of course I love presents, and I love having extra time with my family at Christmas, but I also love the music at Christmas. Don't you all love Christmas music? You don't like that one? Well, we have all kinds of Christmas music. We're so lucky. And we're so lucky at this church. We have Nibby and Miss Jika and those that can fill in when they're not here and Mr. Mark that leads our choir. We're so lucky. We have beautiful music here. And I turn my music on in my car and listen to Christmas music all month long. And I'm going to miss that. So some of the songs we have at Christmas, talk about Jesus, and some of them talk about what, like Snow and Santa, Rudolph and Frosty, okay. But Sydney, this is my daughter Sydney, she's going to play us a song. You want to tell us what it is? Okay. You tell them. Stand up. You're going to go to the piano. Go to the piano. Michaela, you going to turn the page for her? Okay. I'm turning the piano to Winter Wonderland. Winter Wonderland. Okay. with each other, and it's also one of the best ways we can worship Jesus and worship God, okay? Sometimes it's easier to say things in a song than it is with our words. And people like me, moms especially, we get real emotional sometimes with <laughs> songs. So music is a blessing, and it's a special time at Christmas. Music is special, but we can praise God through song all year long, and we are so lucky to have that. Okay, does anybody want to, want to sing a song? Any other Christmas songs? No? Okay. All right. I didn't think I'd have many volunteers for that. Ow? Okay. How about we say a little prayer and then we'll go back, back with Miss Mary, okay? Dear God, thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. Thank you for the gift of music to worship you. Thank you for the talented musicians in our church that share their gift with us. We thank you for each person here and we pray for a happy and healthy 2015. Amen.
on here. That's Nora's grandson. <laughs> Let's stand and sing hymn number 96. Good Christian food. Rejoice, please. <laughs> Dear God, thank you so much for another beautiful day. Thank you so much for another beautiful Christmas season. Be with us today. Guide our hearts, our thoughts, our words, and our actions so that everything that we do brings glory to you. Bless these tithes and offerings. Help us to give them with grateful hearts, God, remembering that all that we have comes from you. Thank you for the opportunity to be here together today. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.
uh, Hobson. I had a really good Sunday school lesson this morning, and so I am glad that I didn't uh, play hooky during that time like I normally do and uh, act like I'm getting ready to sing. So, uh, But she said something in there that, that, uh, that, that stuck with me, and one was, you know, over 2,000 years ago, we were, we were given a gift, and it's a gift uh, of a child, a baby. And all of us uh, love to see babies, and most of us, and we love children. And then that gift, and just almost a twinkle of an eye, um, was hanging on a cross, nailed to a cross, and had become the Lamb of God. So, how do we receive that gift? Do we say uh, yes to that gift like we would a little child being born? Or do we say no to that gift? say no to this man. How could you look into his tear-stained eyes and knowing that it's you he's thinking of? 
Could you tell him you're not ready now to give him your life? And could you say you don't think you need his love? Thorns on his head, your life in his hands. Is there any way? You could say no to this man. All God's people said. Thank you, Randy. What a beautiful song. What a great sentiment as well. In uh, today's message, I want to take one last stab at Christmas. I guess Christmas is one of those holidays that I just love. Can you tell? And I want to hang on to it for as long as I can. And, and, And I realized that it's past. It happened a few days ago, and the rest of the world is, is moving on. And In fact, a, a friend of mine, uh, Chuck Stennett, posted on Facebook this morning a photo of a local drugstore already stocked up for Valentine's Day. Guys, you can get an early start. Okay? Got the Valentine's candy out there. But today I want to think about those things that I would miss as the Christmas season comes to an end. One thing I will not miss is the crass materialism of this season, the desperate urge to buy just the right present. It's hard, both on the soul and the wallet. And some families will spend the greater part of this entire year paying off last year's Christmas bills. I won't miss that. But there is much about Christmas that I will miss. And I don't know what part of the Christmas season is your favorite. For some, it's the gathering of family around the table, and that has truly been a wonderful treat for me. For others, it is the colorful displays of lights, and that has been pretty good as well. But, and for still others, particularly children, it's the giving and the receiving of, of gifts. Uh, there was a, a Marvin cartoon a while back that showed a young mother who had just finished reading the Christmas story to her young son. And and the boy was listening intently, and and he had a puzzled look on his face as he was sorting out all of this that he was hearing. And then he thought to himself, let me see if I've got this straight. Christmas is baby Jesus' birthday, but I get the presents? And then the final frame shows him with a satisfied grin on his face as he says to himself, is this a great religion or what? <laughs> Who doesn't like to receive gifts at Christmas time? But, but of course, we've, we've already received the greatest gift of all, the baby in the manger. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We all have our favorite traditions at Christmas. The lights, the gathering of family, the giving and the receiving of gifts, the smell of Christmas cookies wafting through the air. 
But I suspect that for many of us, pretty high up on our Christmas favorites list would be the music of Christmas. Some of you probably started searching your radio dial immediately after Thanksgiving to discover which, which station had already started playing Christmas music. Or, or, or maybe you looked forward to the Alice B. Taylor event or the Messiah or a choir cantata somewhere. Or maybe you're satisfied with hearing Bing Crosby singing, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, or, or, or Elvis singing, I'll have a blue, blue, blue Christmas without you. Well, I think that the psalmist would have loved the music of Christmas. In fact, many of the sacred poems that we know today as the psalms were intended to be sung So it's no wonder that our lesson for today reads like this. Sing to the Lord a new song, for God has done marvelous things. God's right hand and holy arm have worked salvation for us. The Lord has made God's salvation known and revealed God's righteousness to all of the nations. God has remembered God's love and faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of the Lord. So shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound. And everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for the Lord comes to judge the earth. The Lord will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. Psalm 98 was one of Isaac Watts' favorite psalms. In fact, he, he uh, paraphrased this psalm and put it to music. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. And we particularly see the influence of this psalm in the last verse of that, of that carol when he says, He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and the wonders of his law. And the wonders of His love. Yes, my friends, there is something about Christmas and music, isn't there? Even the secular culture recognizes that. I'm sure that some of you have probably watched that classic animated Christmas feature, the, "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." How many of you seen? How many, how many of you saw it this this season? Okay, some and all most all of us have seen it at some point or another. But do you remember how it ends? The Grinch was determined to ruin Christmas for all of the Who's in Whoville, and so he snuck into the village on Christmas Eve night and stole all of their presents, all of the decorations from every house, and now he lies in wait to see the disappointment on the faces of all the Whovillians. But the Grinch is in for a surprise. Let's look and see. Oh, 
to the Who's, he was grinchily humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. Then the Who's down in Whoville will all cry, Boo-hoo. That's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. He paused, and the Grinch put a hand to his ear. And he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. This sound wasn't sad. Why? This sound sounded glad. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presence at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet, ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. He puzzled and puzzled until his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. Did you see what happened there? The Grinch was transformed by the singing of the townspeople. Even without presents and possessions, the people of Whoville are happy, and they're singing. And amazed at this, the Grinch puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. And then what happened? Well, in Whoville, they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And then the true meaning of Christmas came through, and the Grinch found the strength of ten Grinches plus two. No wonder the Grinch was transformed. Who can resist it? The joy and the music and the singing of Christmas is powerful stuff. So let's think about that this morning. Music speaks to our hearts as nothing else can. That's why so many of us invest in 
in sound equipment and earphones and iPods and all sorts of things. We have to have our music. It's important to us. When Will Williman was a pastor, he dropped by the office of a member of his congregation who was a lawyer. And everyone had gone home but the lawyer who was working late. And so Williman asked the man, what sort of day are you having? What sort of day have you had today? And the lawyer replied, a pretty typical day, full of misery. In the morning, I helped a couple evict their aging father from his house so that they could take everything he had while he was in the nursing home. All legal, not particularly moral, but legal. By lunchtime, I was helping a client evade his workers' comp insurance payment. It's legal. This afternoon, I have been helping a woman ruin her husband's life forever with the sweetest little divorce you ever saw. That's my day. And Willeman thought, what could I say? And then the lawyer said, that helps to explain while I'm in your church on Sunday mornings. And Williman said, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed here, thinking, what on earth do I have to say in a sermon that might help you on a Sunday? And the lawyer said, it's not the sermon that I come for, preacher. It's the music. He said, I go a whole week with nothing beautiful until Sunday. And, and sometimes when the choir sings, it is for me the difference between life and death. And that may be true for some of you as well. Because music speaks to our hearts as nothing else can do. So it's no wonder that the angels sang in the heavens when Christ was born. And it's no wonder that when Mary discovered that she was pregnant with the Messiah, she broke out in song. But here's the thing. Music can also change the world. Sometimes we forget how powerful music is. Can be. It has been said that music has the charms to soothe the savage beast. You ever heard that? You know it's true. It's true. I know that some of you are probably country music fans, and if you are, you will recognize the name of Travis Tritt. Like many country music stars, Travis Tritt spent many years playing in out-of-the-way beer joints before he made it big in the business. That's kind of the way things happen normally. And he says that many of those joints that he was playing in were dangerous places. Drunks would start fights over the smallest little things. But Travis Tritt found a unique way to keep the peace in a situation like that. You see, any time things got too rowdy, he would begin singing, Silent Night. Silent Night. He said, Silent Night proved to be my lifesaver. Just when a bar fight would start to get out of hand and the, when the bikers were reaching for their pool cues and the rednecks were heading for their, their gun racks, I'd start playing Silent Night. It could be the middle of July. I didn't care. And sometimes I swear... They'd even start crying, standing there watching me sweat and play Christmas carols. Music can do that. It can calm a crowd, or it can voice the aspirations of people on the verge of desperation. This year marked the 25th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. And on August the 13th, 1961, that wall was erected literally in the dead of night by the communists of East Germany. 
to keep the East Germans from fleeing to the West. It fulfilled that mission for 28 years. It stood there as a symbolic boundary between democracy and, and communism. And its destruction on November the 9th, 1989, was celebrated all around the world. Well, months before the fall of the wall, the citizens of Leipzig in East Germany decided to peacefully protest their imprisonment behind the wall. And their movement was called the Velvet Revolution. But it was the most unusual protest movement. Because you see, on Monday nights, the citizens of Leipzig would, would gather at a church to sing. Just to sing. That's all. They would sing and pray. But an amazing thing started to happen. You see, in just two months' time, their numbers grew from just a few hundred gathering in a church to sing and pray to over 300,000 people. And someone asked a military officer why they hadn't silenced that protest like they had for so many others, and the officer replied, we had no contingency plan for prayer and singing. Think about it. All of these people singing songs of hope and protest and justice until their songs shook, shook the powers of a nation and changed the world. And let me tell you something, folks. Prayer and song will batter down the gates of hell because music can do things that nothing else can do. It can change the world. And finally, more than anything else, music gives us hope. That's why people will always sing. It is because music gives us hope. Many of you have seen the movie The Bridge Over the River Kwai. It was selected as one of the hundred great films of the 20th century, and it's the story of a, of a group of British prisoners of war during World War II who were held by the Japanese in Burma under some very difficult circumstances. Well, Ernest Gordon, who later went on to become the chaplain at Yale University, was among those prisoners. And he wrote a book in which he told about how these POWs dealt with the degradation and the desolation in that camp. He said that the, when these young soldiers realized that they were going to be in prison for a while, they began to have Bible studies, and they prayed. It says, at first they prayed that they would be delivered, and then they railed against God for their misfortune. But after a while, something happened to them, and they began to move toward a more mature faith. They no longer railed against God. Instead, they asked God to help them be strong. He said that the most spiritual moment of his life was on Christmas, 1944. They were allowed to take the day off from work that day, and they were given a little more rations that day. And as they moved around the prison yard, they sensed that things were different. In one of the barracks, one of the soldiers began to sing a Christmas carol. And it echoed over the infirmary where men were dying. And then all around the camp, the men began to sing. 
Those who could came out to the parade field and sat there in this great circle. And Gordon said, God touched us that day. He said it was the most sacred event of his life. No preaching. Just a group of men united by their common misery, singing about God being with them. Music can do that for us, can't it? It can remind us that God is with us. Emmanuel. That's what the word Emmanuel means. God is with us. No, most of us won't miss the crowds and the hustle and the bustle of Christmas. And we can put away the lights and the tree and the candles and the holly and the ornaments. But you know something? It's harder to put away silent night, holy night. It's harder to put away, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and away in a manger because music is one of God's greatest gifts to us. And for me, it is one of the surest signs that God really exists. Surely music must come from God. And the music of Christmas is undoubtedly from God. For you see, music can do things that nothing else can do. Music can change the world. And music can give us all hope. And that's why we sing. And so I hope that you will leave here today with the song of Christmas in your heart. Always giving you hope and peace and joy and love. Amen. And now let us stand and sing with great gusto and joy all four verses of Joy to the World.
May you be filled with the wonder of Mary, the obedience of Joseph, the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the determination of the magi, and the peace of the Christ child. Sing his praises this day and every day, and the Lord will bless you now and forever. Amen.